At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is hour number two of VSIN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Still to come in the show, we'll discuss some NFL awards as the Associated Press has released all the finalists for the season long awards. Mm-hmm. Lessons learned betting NFL awards this season. Also, we'll get to some of the conference championship odds and player props in the conference championship games. We'll do some Reynolds wrap a little uh, updated version after 18 holes of play on the Farmers Insurance Open. That's all coming up in hour number three. We'll also get you some NBA handicaps coming up here shortly for the 7 o'clock hour game. So let's start with second half markets in college basketball here, Wes. Alabama, who's been trucking everybody so far this season in the SEC, they trail Mississippi State at home 36-29 at the break. Crimson Tide laying nine, total 75. I know you were looking for a middle in this game. Is this the point where you're going to jump in? Uh, I don't. Looking at the uh, box score, by the way, before I do anything, 17-30 Mississippi State from the floor, 57%. Getting what they want with the big guy at the rim, uh, uh, Tolu Smith, who, you know, that's what they had to do, 10 points. uh uh, not a team that really shoots a three very well, but getting to the paint, Alabama just 10 of 30, three of 16 from three, 18.8%, uh, rebounding pretty much even a little bit uh, ahead of the game for uh, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, 
Uh, small lean here. I'm, I'm waiting to see what I want to do. Alabama, of course, is a nine-point second-half favorite. You can find some eight-and-a-half out there, too, but would be about a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. So certainly lean that way, but I'm, I'm going to do a little more digging while we look at these other games. Yeah, do you have faith in the Tide to, to get back and win this game here? I mean, I seven think, points is not a big deficit. Yeah, I, think, I, I think this is a team that can – if they can increase the possessions, but that's the thing. Mississippi State doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah it's maybe maybe the under, perhaps, as a look there. I mean, it, it's tough when Alabama's getting bet out to be yeah. the under. Yeah, but. yeah, I think you're seeing right now, you know, with a team that's obviously yeah. a very high-scoring team like the Crimson Tide are uh, in terms of the tempo, what I say, they were third in the country in tempo. Mm-hmm. Third and average possession length as well. That means, uh, you know, third quickest possessions in the country, basically. So if you're liking Alabama, and I think the market may start to do so, yeah, you're going to like the over here. And now you're seeing it was 74 and a half. Now some 75s out there, even 75 and a half. Louisville and Boston College. The Cardinals are up 35 to 29. This is the game that I stared at, but I didn't bet. I didn't yeah. bet anything in college basketball, but I did like the Louisville side a little bit, and I just got too scared. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to stress about this it. This is one I did play small. Of course, uh, Boston. You know, Louisville, the absolute pits in the ACC. They're the <laughs> atrocious. They're they're the worst team in the league. This team is two mm-hmm. and 17, 0 and eight. There are times they do give you some good efforts. I haven't given you the last two at home, but. You know, only lost by 13 at Clemson. That was a single-digit game with – I say only by 13, <laughs> yeah. but it was a single-digit game with, like, two minutes left to go. Yeah. Lost by eight at home to Wake. Lost by one at home to Syracuse. Lost by 12 at a decent NC State team. So they're trying. And really, it's also Boston College. I know 9-11, and 3-6, and six, so not, you know, down at Louisville level. But it's like, this team is a near-double-digit favorite is very, very scary. This is not a team that shoots the three very well. They're 29.2%. That's 342nd in the country. They also don't defend the three very well. 37.7 they allow. That's 336th in the country. They did just beat Notre Dame to stop a four-game losing streak. They actually swept the Irish in what's going to be Mike Bray's last year there in South Bend. But I just didn't like Boston College because you look at Boston College, they got some bad losses. Yeah, They lost to Maine at home, which is a 300 team in the Ken Palm. They lost to New Hampshire at home. I think they're like 276. They lost on a neutral to Tarleton State. So they've got some really, really bad losses, you know, but yet they beat Virginia Tech at home. That's a good win. But BC, to me, just laying those, those points, I thought that was way too many. Let's go over to the SEC, Texas A&M and Auburn. The Aggies up by 15, 45 to 30, and Auburn right now laying five and a half total, 73. Yeah, this is one maybe that, you know, um, maybe I'm going to win wire to wire. Auburn, I guess, could come back. Uh, Texas A&M, 59% from the floor, 6 of 11 from the three. But I felt that this was Auburn's, you know, this was their comeuppance time because I think that they have been, and I said it earlier, they've been getting fat and happy on some of the weak competition in the SEC. It's, you know, they haven't yet played Tennessee. They haven't yet played Alabama. They haven't yet played Kentucky, which I think we would consider those one, two, three in some order. But Texas A&M has started to play good basketball under Buzz Williams. Uh, the, de- the defense is obviously rock solid, uh, mm-hmm. as, it, as it usually is. Uh, you only give up 18% or 18th, uh, or excuse me, 44%. They're 18th in the country from two-point defense, so they don't really give you much at the rim. Auburn is a team that, you know, I hate to, like, besmirch a team, but they got a bunch of chuckers. 
on that team when you really watch them. They don't shoot the three ball very well. Those guards are just double agents. Yeah, 30% from the floor. Uh, you know, they're, they're a solid defensive team, but they gamble a little bit for steals, and, and you know, Bruce Pearl employs that press. So I fully expect them to try to do that to see if they can speed Texas A&M up. And the total 73, there are some 74s out there as well. How about St. John's and Creighton? The Blue Jays up 52 to 39 at the half. Currently laying three and a half total eighty. Yeah, this is one I I should have played, and I and you you talk about staring at the Louisville. I stared at the Creighton, yeah. fifty nine to or fifty two to thirty nine. You know, you looked at that. It's like wow, double digits. This team has been so inconsistent, but they're starting to come, and that's what you got to anticipate with teams. You got to anticipate teams that are kind of on the come a little bit that, you know, may have struggled and disappointed, and then they get forgotten about a little bit. But Creighton tonight, 56% from the floor, dominated on the glass, uh, 24 to uh, 16. Really moving the ball very well. I think very efficient offensively. Uh, McDermott, Greg McDermott really runs good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Brenner with 14, Kaluma with 10, Alexander with 10, Shireman with 8. So getting it done all over the place. Yeah, McDermott's teams always are efficient on offense, all the way back to when his kid was playing out there, Dougie McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets, yes. He's still in the league, right, somewhere? He's, I think he's, he's uh, down in San Antonio. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good for him. Uh, Tulane and Wichita State, the fighting Sean King's trail by 13 against Wichita State, yeah. 48-35. But they are laying four in the second half total, 78. Yeah, Tulane had it going, uh, you know, Ron Hunter's guys uh, earlier in the season. They were 12-5 and a couple weeks ago, 5-1 and in the league. Then they get blown out at Houston. And then sometimes when you play that elite team, that's a clear elite team in that American Athletic Conference, which the Houston Cougars are, then it carries over to the next game. Then they lose to a Tulsa team that's an absolute rebuild under a first-year head coach in overtime. And it's carried over yet again. Wichita State has been playing a little bit better basketball. They've won three of their last four. The one loss was by 10 to Memphis. But this was a Wichita team that – Lost to Alcorn State at home by nine, uh, who's like 255 now in the Ken Palm. So this is a team, and you look at them statistically, offensively, they're a mess. Defensively, they're very solid, but they don't shoot the three very well. They don't take very good shots, but they do have a solid defense, and they're showing it tonight against the Green Wave. And finally, your Indiana Hoosiers, they started a little rocky. They got down against Minnesota, but they're up 33-30 to at the half. They've corrected some things. Indiana laying seven. In the second half, total 72 and a half. So now expectations are that they're going to win this game by margin. Yeah, they they made a change in the starting lineup. Uh, Race Thompson, who is their usual starter, but has missed uh, the last few games. He did come back against Michigan State. Just played a handful of minutes on Sunday. But they started him tonight also because Race is a Minnesota kid. So I'm sure they wanted to start him. He's not really giving him much, though. I didn't like that change in the lineup necessarily. But uh, Trace Jackson Davis, 9 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, the freshman, Malik Renaugh, has 10 points. Uh, so they're getting what they want at the rim. You could tell what Indiana, I think, is trying to do without Dawson Garcia. This is a very small Minnesota team. So they're trying to absolutely drive it to the glass, get putbacks, get offensive rebounds. So I think you're probably going to see more of the same for Indiana in the second half. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to elect to lay it. It was basically a close 11 seven not going to elect to lay it here in the second half i i felt indiana was going to win this game i still do but i think they're going to win it very sloppily this is just one of those sloppy games kind of a dead atmosphere at the barn up there at the williams arena yeah absolutely and then you know you because this could get you to above 500 remember they started one and four 
in the Big Ten, and they've won three in a row. So now it's like when you have accomplishment, when you've been struggling, then all of a sudden it's like you were getting dogged on social media and, and stuff, <laughs> people writing letters to you. Stay out my mentions. Yeah, yeah but but maybe maybe don't look at the gram so much either, fellas, when you're on a losing streak. But I anyway – that starts to get to them. And then it's kind of like when you start to win, it's like, yeah, we're showing you, you know what. Yeah. And then that gets in their head, and then they could be flat like they've been a little bit in the first half against the Gophers. We got 90 seconds. Let's go rapid fire with some NBA that's about to tip off here roughly in about a couple minutes here. Grizzlies and the Warriors, the national TV, second half of the doubleheader. Warriors, three-point favorites, total 245.5 in that rematch of the playoff series last year. Jaw going to go for Memphis, but uh, Steven Adams, of course, is not. He's going to be out for a little while. Brandon Clark going to fill in as the starting lineup. The only thing I played here, I played a little prop, kind of a different style of prop. I played Draymond Green over his points, or his not his points, his rebounds plus assists. Okay. Because I think he's going to be like Dream a facilitator tonight, especially without uh, Adams down low. He's going to get his fair share of rebounds. So uh, that's what I played for that one. Blazers at home hosting the Jazz. They're laying four, total 239.5. Yeah, looking uh, at to see if there's any injuries of note. It's pretty much uh, been the same for both of these teams. Utah has fought back to uh, get back to 500. So uh, Blazers now have fallen three games under 500. I, I think this, I'd lean over here. Kings laying three against the Toronto Raptors, total 238. Almost played Demonis Sabonis on the pra here tonight. Of course, uh, we do have some uh, injuries, I believe, on one side. I think I think the Kings uh, have somebody of note out. But uh, uh, Toronto, yeah, Toronto's got Porter and Ananobi uh, is available tonight. All right. Those are your NBA games. They're tipping off at 7 o'clock. One more to go. Spurs, Lakers, we'll get to that later this hour. But we'll be back with more college hoops and the final conclusion of Nets Sixers when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our deep, our betting splits and deep dive betting reports VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefeya. I was a little distracted watching this Nets-Sixers ending. Right now, 12.4 seconds to go in the city of brotherly love. And the Sixers have themselves a four-point lead, 137-133 here. <laughs> the scoring and the yeah, shot making yeah, is ridiculous. Looks like, it looks like the Nets are going to find a way to yeah. get, a, get a cover here tonight. But uh, they do have the ball, 133-137. to 137. Sixers with the lead. Kyrie with 30. Uh, Nicholas Claxton, 25-11 and 11 for Brooklyn. Seth Curry with 32 off the bench, 7 of 10 from uh, 3. Embiid, 26 and 10. Harden with 23. Uh, Maxi leads Philly scores with 27. Tobias Harris, 18. Uh, DeAnthony Melton with 19. So getting it all done as we were talking about Philadelphia, of course, has that big showdown on Saturday, I believe. Yeah, they've got a couple days off until they get uh, what we assume will be Nikola Jokic against Joel Embiid. And, Let's uh, hope so. I mean, look. Both those guys, we talk about Embiid on like some of those national TV games. Even though his numbers have been a little pedestrian tonight, he'll get up for Jokic. Oh, yeah. And Jokic will get up for him on Saturday. Yeah, no, it, it, that's one I think if you look at those props, like you're going to get the, the national TV bump, like the, the mm-hmm. premier game bump, like the, the highly motivated bump in terms of props for both those guys. Uh, I know Jokic isn't typically one that's like in the 35, 40 point range. He hovers around 25-30, yeah. but the triple-doubles, Jokic should get a triple-double that game might be a popular bet. That's going to be a fun one. Saturday afternoon, an early tip there is it uh, looks like Philadelphia gets the steal in this one, and uh, they're going to go ahead and dribble this one out. And win the game. Isn't that funny, watching the yep. NBA? It's a four-point game. They let them dribble it out. Yeah, I, I, in college, <laughs> man, I, I was watching a game the other day, down 13 with like 40 seconds left to go, and they're fouling. Like, like, the Nets like are, what are you doing? The Nets are just like, all right, well, let's, we'll, let, we'll let you dribble it out. Whatever. Yeah. It's a long season. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's why. Guys are just like, you know what? I just want to get to, like, the hotel and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? It's like, what's the point of this? But uh, the, 
the Sixers go ahead and win at 137-133 in uh, Ben Simmons' return to Philadelphia there. Uh, he's been back before, but he's yes. on the court. And every but there time were times plays. where he didn't where he didn't play either. So, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, of course, got the uh, the Bronx cheer, I should say the uh, Philly mm-hmm. cheer from the uh, – the faithful there in the city of brotherly love. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it G rated and not, and not yes. say uh, what the uh, fans did say. But anyway, 137, 133 Sixers with the win game goes way over the total and the nets do get the cover. And speaking of a game that is going to go over the total Atlanta and Oklahoma city. It's ridiculous. huh? Now, you know, we'll see if that ends up hanging the second half under, I think it was 117. There's five seconds left to play 137 to 132. Remember this was 77 to 77 at the half. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at this. Uh, okay. He he's not on the floor though, but Trey young with 33 and 11 assists tonight, SGA with 36. So, an absolute shootout here. We'll see if Oklahoma yeah. City can get a bucket to push the second half over. Looks like we're going to go final at 137-132. Ah, uh, it did hang under. Yeah, look how at that. I felt that was the right, but I was afraid. I mean, how could you 154. And, and also, like, you see that number, because it was like, what, it was like 118 or something like that, the, the second half total in that game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure I get the right one. Yeah, 116 and a half is what it closed. But it opened 118. There was a lot of 117 and a halfs that were there. And... and the knee-jerk reaction would be like, all right, well, they can't keep shooting it that, this way. Right. And they, they really tested the limits. And uh, luckily, though, for those of you who bet the under, you went ahead and cashed that ticket there. Uh, we also have some other games that are about to end. Milwaukee up 106-96 on Denver. And then also the Minnesota Timberwolves with a 104-96 lead against the Pelicans. New Orleans currently 9-1 on the money line at DK. Rockets have also made a nice comeback in Houston. They were down 15 at the half. They now lead 105-101 with uh, just 20 seconds left to go down there in H-Town. Uh, speaking of uh, back to Philadelphia, just kind of put a cap on that. 19-4 and four of their last 23 games are the Philadelphia 76ers. They still use that hashtag, here they come. Mm-hmm. Well, they are coming. They, they've come now for the number two spot in the Eastern Conference. Of course, Boston 35-14, and 14, still ahead of that. But uh, Philadelphia's been playing some nice ball. Maybe it's kind of like when you – don't look at them as like the team to beat where they're kind of slightly under the radar. Yeah. That's when they do it. Cause for so many years, everybody's like, okay, the process it's happening this year. This is the year. This is the year. Maybe this is going to be the year. Maybe when, when, when they were kind of like not seen as I think the, at least the favorite, they weren't way down the odds board, but you know, certainly the buzz was on Brooklyn and Boston and Milwaukee and mm-hmm. rightfully so. And Philadelphia was kind of the forgotten team, not forgotten right now. No, here they come, uh, especially in the regular season. You know, just make sure you clap your hands, everybody. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, 76ers. <laughs> uh, this is a really everybody talented. Clap your hands. <laughs> exactly. Does every does every uh, NBA team now use that? I like, believe so. a, I think every NBA team, every college basketball team, that is 1,000% used across arenas mm-hmm. nationwide. It's just that's just kind of the thing to get people going. Yeah, a little, uh, little snippet from the chop. It's it's, it's it's like uh, every marching band plays uh, the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. Yeah, yeah. everybody has dum, to. Everybody dum, knows dum, that dum, one. Dum, dum, that's like Happy Birthday in a marching band uh, set list. <laughs> My goodness. Even though I do like that song and I do like that band, it, it, it is. It's a, a very nice bass and it get, it does get you going. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets you going when you when you when you're out there on the court or on the even the NFL, college football, they all play it. <laughs> uh, but the Sixers, though, big win for them. 
Only three games back of the Boston Celtics now in the Eastern Conference there. Philly number two, a game ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks, and now two games up on the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. So that, that Atlantic division, it's loaded yeah. with teams. There with Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, and, I mean, the Knicks are in there. They're playing yeah, pretty the good East, basketball. Yeah, the East, certainly, we have seen a little bit of the balance of power in the NBA, I think, really shift to the East. Now, mm-hmm. you know, in the West, the Warriors currently in the 10th spot. We know they're better in 23 and 24. By the way, they just tip off against the Grizzlies. Uh, Warriors close three and a half, so Dubs down six to four just two minutes into the game. But there's only two teams in the West right now with over 30 wins. That's Denver and Memphis. You've got three teams, and uh, Brooklyn just won away. Cleveland just won away, both at 29 wins. So the East, I think, at the top has definitely been stronger in the West. As someone who is loaded up on Nikola Jokic to win MVP, I have a little bit of Embiid. I'm, I'm contemplating whether I should add some more Embiid because they, they, they play each other this upcoming Saturday. If Philly wins that game, and let's say Embiid has a 30 30- yeah game 14 rebounds or whatever then i think people start like the gears start going in motion there because i think people are looking for somebody other than Jokic. yes who they want to give it to because it's unprecedented we haven't seen somebody win three straight well they give it to an Embiid when he plays like 65 games that's the big problem that's the problem in Embiid's candidacy is that he's missing so many games Mm -hmm. now i don't know what that threshold is i'm sure it's some sort of arbitrary number for for voters yeah you know maybe it's uh, i need a player to play 70 games or or 68 games and will Embiid get to that i think he's already missed like 12 so far this season right. and we're not even to the all-star break so. right so so there's going to be like 20 games where he's going to miss yeah so it's like will they vote for somebody who only plays let's say let's say he plays 64 games yeah it's weird because it's like it's a different voting you know it's different criteria i think they kind of look at that now in the nba as a way of life it was kind of the same thing as like well, NBA, MLB give Mike Trout the MVP when he, or Otani when they, the MVP when they're on, you know, not a great team. And they have certainly done so for oh, Trout. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think these guys will look at that and Embiid will be considered seriously. That's why you haven't seen Embiid really drift up to no. the 15 or 20. No. I think the highest I've seen him is like 12. Yep. And I think he's even less than that. Yeah, now. I think he's less than that. I think BetMGM, I was looking at some of their numbers. They had nine to one. I think mm-hmm. that's the best number. That's out probably there. fair. Yeah. So it, it's, and, and like I'm loaded up on Jokic. I have really good positions on him, but it's just one of those things of, all right, if the late season push and if it comes after the All Star break of, oh, well, let's try to give it to somebody other than Jokic, I don't want to get burned by that. So I'm kind of looking to see who I want to add. And I think, I mean, it's down to like three guys other mm-hmm. than Jokic. I mean, Embiid, Luka, and Tatum. Right, like that's right, about it. right. As we've seen, kind of staff with the injury fall a little yeah. bit by the wayside. Durant also. Durant. Now maybe Ja Morant can work his way up yeah. in the conversation. I think that's a lot of work to do, though. He's got a lot of work to do. Based on where his numbers are at compared to those other guys, and especially in the advanced numbers, mm-hmm. he's those guys are in another stratosphere than where he's at. And, and that's not disrespect to Ja. Ja's awesome. I love watching him play, but I mean, he's he's not seen at that level. No, yet. he's not. Yeah, so it, it is interesting, but that's going to be the matchup, and that's going to be kind of the discussion Saturday afternoon when those two teams play. Denver at Philadelphia. Jokic, the two-time reigning MVP against Joel Embiid, the challenger, or at least of the past two seasons here. You got a friend, in Embiid. <laughs> there you go. Clap your hands, everybody. It's Philadelphia <laughs> 76ers. We'll be back with more on the other side of the Live Bet tonight.
This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with conference championships this weekend, it's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house. It's the number on your match of the number on your square, sorry, match the final score of the game. You'll win. It's that simple. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and condition available at BetRiverSquares.com. Choppy there, huh? Uh, Femi Pepefe alongside West Reynolds. This is Beeson Live Bet tonight. <laughs> Taking in a little college hoops and some NBA. We'll get you updated on college basketball just real quick, but I wanted to let you guys know some of the scores and live numbers for the early NBA games that are going on. Kings and the Raptors, Sacramento up 20 to 18. They're laying three and a half total, 227 and a half late in the first quarter. Also late first quarter. We have the Utah Jazz with a 25-19 lead in Portland against the Trailblazers. Blazers now laying a half point total, 235 and a half. And then uh, the national TV game midway through the first between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Memphis up 14-11. Golden State laying one and a half total, 240. And Some half. of those games that we were talking about a few minutes ago that did go final. Hawks 137-132 over the mm-hmm. Thunder. Game does go under the second half total. Denver gets inside the uh, inflated number against Milwaukee, even though they're resting for starters. 107 to 99. Denver gets inside that 13 point number. Game goes under. Game also goes under in New Orleans. 111 to 102. T Wolves, I believe, now back to the 500 mark uh, over New Orleans. Ingram came back, of course. You know, he's going to need a couple games. I think, to yeah. really kind of get in the flow of things. Yeah, it's hard to judge them now. Wizards, 15 points down at the half. They get the win in Houston, 108 to 103. Game goes well under the total of 234. Do we have an upset brewing in Tuscaloosa? It, we could, and we might have one on the Plains, too, and both in the state of Alabama. Is, uh, Mississippi State, 46 to 41, uh, the under 12 timeout here against Alabama and also Texas A&M 53 to 43 mm-hmm. that has been a no doubter like Alabama you felt was going to make a run but you know sometimes you know you watch a team and look this is far from over as Auburn like the crowd's starting to get into it right now but uh the jungle yeah uh Texas A&M <laughs> minus seven and a half 143 and a half in game at DraftKings in uh, Tuscaloosa Mississippi State getting two and a half Alabama still right at that like two two and a half mm-hmm. mark on the end game 136 and a half but they have cut the deficit to five yeah the, the tide I mean they're an explosive bunch uh, they can score uh, very very much in bunches and they go on runs when they're hitting their threes but when they go cold this, they're susceptible to mm-hmm. this it's one of the re- like like they're gonna be a probably a top two seed maybe they're a one seed maybe they're a two seed whatever it is come tournament time yeah Ah, You're always just kind of one night away. You you worry. If if they show up cold, can they advance? By the way, here's what Alabama, (laughs) though, has done in the second half, to your point. Mm -hmm. I think they were like 3 of 16 in the first half. They've only taken one three in the second half. Okay. Get to the rim. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like, they're not shooting great, 36% for the game, but 10 of 11 from the line. And they are already in the bonus, by the way. I think this is a very good game for them, just from a general standpoint. Because like this is kind of like it's not; it doesn't have the pressure anywhere near this the, is the pressure type of, a of team game. you play in the second round, yeah. like in an eight-nine game if you're a one seed, or like the seven-ten if you're a two seed. Yeah, yeah. let's say you're playing a ten seed. That's so the it's caliber the type of, of game State. that you get a capable team that's probably not as talented nor no. as athletic as you are. 
but can maybe play their style and get you to kind of muck that game up a little bit. And Alabama's going to face that in the tournament at some point. 100%. I think Nate Oates, if you give him some truth serum, he's probably smiling on the inside of being yeah. like, hey, my team needs a game like this. Can you need to figure it, out how to win when it, the shots it, don't it, fall? It kind of wakes him up a little bit, oh, too, yeah. you know, because that that's what I talk about when I talk about, like, the fat and happies where you kind of fade teams, you know, on these win streaks. Both Alabama and Auburn, by the way, applied to that. Uh, ever since the Gonzaga game, Alabama has won uh, eight in a row and seven and zero already to start league play. So you know this kind of wakes you up because you already have played Kentucky, but mm-hmm. Alabama does not get Auburn until mid-February, and they don't get Tennessee until mid-February. Those are you know kind of the two other teams yeah. that are that are high there because they get Oklahoma in Norman on Saturday for that SEC Big Twelve deal. Vanderbilt at home, an LSU team on the road that's really rebuilding yeah, that Alabama just beat by 40 a couple weeks ago. I was on LSU that A day. Florida team that's <laughs> first-year coach, not very talented necessarily. So, you know, this is one of those because Alabama, if you look at these, they're going to be favorite in every game yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Even at Auburn, they'll probably be favorite in every game before they go to Tennessee in the middle of February. So, you know, you want to keep your club's attention because you get to this point in the season where you're kind of rolling along, and then it's like – Guys start going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you absolutely want that, and that will happen with college kids all the time. Yeah. I, I think to win in the tournament, you, you hear it all the time, but it's you can't say it enough. It's that you got to know how to win multiple ways. If you, mm-hmm. if you only can win in shootouts or if you can only win in games that are kind of mucking it up and played it in the 110s and the 120s, like you got to be able to do both. You got to you have to have a, a second pitch, or sometimes even a third pitch. You can't just throw fastballs. Right. You can't just throw curveballs because you're going to run into a team one day in that tournament that knows how to hit fastballs. But there's still <laughs> a lot of time, and yeah. I believe uh, they were just showing the bracketology. Alabama, according to one notable bracketologist, would be a number one seed, and I completely agree. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this is a three-point game here for yeah. Mississippi State. So. Where do they go for offense? Uh, this is a team that's good defensively, but can kind of struggle a little bit offensively. I believe I'm looking at their uh, their three point percentage. They don't take many of them because they don't make many of them. Twenty eight point five percent. That's three hundred and fiftieth in the country. They don't shoot really well from the foul line either. Only sixty one percent. That's that's pitiful. By the way, make your free throws, kids. Practice them. Please, yeah. That's what the great scores in the NBA. You want to know how they clear those props for you? Because they practice their foul shots. Uh, exactly. I think James Harden is averaging like 30 points exactly. a game for much of his career. Exactly. It's not like he's just shooting the lights out, but he uh-huh. does at the foul line. Mississippi State also 341st in the country in effective field goal percentage, 45.6%. So you can see that this team can be prone to some scoring droughts. Yeah, most definitely there. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on Alabama. I think we're going to learn a lot about this Crimson Tide team tonight, though, going up against Mississippi State, who's mucking it up. Got to uh, keep also, our eye on Indiana, exactly. too. Because exactly. they, they were just up seven. Now Minnesota with the opportunity to tie or take the lead here. This is why I didn't lay it with this Indiana bunch. It went up to 11 and a half. Uh, you know, I know, you know, Coach Woodson is not there due to, you know, being home with COVID, but – this is the worst team in the Big 12. It's it's still on the road, though. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is, like, you get, like I was talking about, where you get a little lackadaisical, you get a little, you rest on your laurels a little bit as Ooh, Minnesota nice now ties the game with 10 minutes left to go up there in the barn. <clears throat> that's what happens. Indiana's now won three in a row. It's like, okay, we're back. We're back to where we're supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go play a team that's a terrible team, 
and then you come out a little bit flat and they hang around. Now there's some energy yeah. there at Williams Arena in Minneapolis. Say, the barn is alive and well now. <laughs> now that yeah. they, look at those kids. They and, got the costumes on. And, and I kind of knew. I mean, I, I didn't end up laying it because Minnesota, I think they're so down on personnel with only seven scholarship players mm-hmm. available tonight due to a variety of injuries and illnesses and what have you. But, yeah, Minnesota's only playing seven guys right now. Indiana has played nine. And – you know, it's a 10-minute ball game now, essentially, 47 to 47. Trace Jackson Davis, by the way, 19 and 16 as he can sit, it continues his tear that he's been on for the last couple weeks. But Indiana, you know, defensively, they've been really good the last three games. they kind of been a little <laughs> iffy tonight. That's yeah, Dawson Garcia, who is uh, uh, out tonight, by the way. And that's yeah. why you saw this line hop a little bit. This was nine, I think, on the opener closed as high as 11 and a half. And, uh, you know, without Dawson Garcia, man, Trace Jackson Davis is going to get what he wants down low. And I think this is also one of those instances, too. It's like people always talk about scheduled opponents and st- that you circle every year before the season starts. Indiana is still one of those programs that that teams still circle because it's mm-hmm. Indiana basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, even though this team is not ranked, uh, like they're close to being ranked. They've been playing much better as of late there with Trace Jackson Davis leading the way. But – Minnesota was definitely going to get up for this game. Like, like it's like despite having key players out, it's like, hey, this is still Indiana coming to our place. Like, like it's still a big deal. Like, let's go out there and try to play hard. And the crowd is is now into it. My oh God! Oh, what an alley oop thrown by Jalen Huchifino to Trace Jackson Davis. You know, how about get the ball to number twenty three in red or in crimson rather every single time? Uh, he he's ridiculous. Uh, he's playing really well. Real quick though, Wes, let's get to the handicap though. Spurs and the Lakers. Lakers out to eight point favorites. Total two forty five. Anthony Davis making his return after being out for about six weeks with that foot injury. Yeah, and that's why you're seeing it too uh, 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 for the uh, Lakers. Uh, Lonnie Walker, by the way, not going to play with the back injury. Rui Hachimura also makes yeah. his debut for the Purple and Gold Rui! tonight. So, you know, I would lean a little bit Spurs. I think this is probably inflated just because AD's first game back and Rui, you know, how do you incorporate him? This is obviously a horrible Spurs team with a, with a lot of young players, not a lot of veterans on that team. But I would almost lean them or, or you know, Spurs are nothing at eight. Any AD props? Points at 18 and a half, rebounds eight and a half, assists at two and a half. The first game back, it's tough for me to play props. So, because yeah. I want to see if he's on a minutes restriction. I believe he will be. I think it's about 25 yeah. or so tonight. Is what yeah, we're it's a little tough to gauge. So, I'm going to sit that one out. All right. Well, we'll see what the Lakers can do. They're laying eight at home against San Antonio. We'll be back with more. And wow, Gophers just took the lead at home against the Hoosiers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is BSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on BSIM, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. A couple of close games in college hoops. One in the SEC, one in the Big Ten. We'll start with the one in the Big Ten, though, in Minneapolis. Minnesota, 52. Indiana, 52. Under seven minutes to play the, as the Hoosiers just knock one down. The Hoosiers are feeling like uh, Carl Spackler, uh, Bill Murray from Caddyshack, uh, trying to exterminate the gopher, and the gopher just keeps getting away from him. Does that like, <laughs> the, the little run That's underneath? That is sure. exactly what is happening right now, is they cannot get rid of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. This is a team, quite frankly, that Indiana, you know, it's a bad spot, but they should beat this team, you know, by at least 10. And uh, they're not doing it right now. And they're, they're, they might be lucky to even win the game, as I believe Jamison oh, Battle boy. just hits a three here. It's, 55. It's, 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 ter- it's turned into one of those games. Yeah, this is good. There. Indiana's going to be for a fight here. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I'm kicking myself not taking Minnesota because I knew the spot was flat. I definitely did want to lay Indiana off those three big wins with everybody saying, hey, you're back, guys. You're back. Uh, so, you know, in Indiana, uh, not in trouble, but. Certainly a cause for concern here with six minutes left to go down one. Playing with a little bit of fire. Yeah, they I are. Is, I think it's a good way to Yeah, they to are. Just it. don't get too close to the flame or you're going to get burned. But, yeah, yeah Indi- Indiana, you know, of course, without Mike Woodson tonight. Uh, but oh, get real. 
Uh, yeah, if, you, if, he like, he if he would have made that, I would have been like, this game's over, even though it would have been a four-point <laughs> game. I was like, this is just not the yeah, night. Yeah, you don't want stuff like that happening. Yeah, yeah and, and you don't want to – I mean, you're four and four now in the league. You started to show a little bit of life. You don't want to lose this game. No. It's one thing if you barely squeak out a win because those are going to happen in conference play. Yes, a road conference you, game. You don't so. want to lose this game at all. As uh, Speaking of uh, change of leads, Alabama now with 7-11 to go has finally taken the lead. They just hit the 353-51. So now if you're on Mississippi State like I am, you're kind of so hanging get, on. So to get a little nervous, what was the number that you got? 12 and a half. 12 and a half. And down two, 703 yeah. left to play. So and, and, you know, I to... split these because that was that fat and happy situation. I did the same thing for Texas A&M where you play a little bit of first half and a little bit of full game. But, you know, would like to get both home here as uh, Mississippi State. Look, this has been their game. This is the tempo mm-hmm. they want. And like you said about Nate Oates, maybe secretly, even though he, did, he would like, it's a little too close for comfort, but mm-hmm. secretly it's like, hey, I kind of like a close game like this because it kind of slaps his guys in the face and yeah. wakes them up. And, and it's a reference point for his guys. Of like, hey, when they get to the tournament and they get to March and they have this situation, it's like, hey, they can draw back on this point and be like, hey, remember when we had that game? Like, this is what we got to do. Like, shots aren't falling. Got to get over that. Let's get stops. Let's do things. Get get out in transition. Mm-hmm. Try to win a game. Like, like there's going to be games in the tournament where your shots are not falling. That happens to be yeah, the case. Yeah, speaking of shots not falling, that would be the Indiana backcourt. Three of 19 from the field tonight. Ooh. If they didn't have Trace Jackson Davis, they'd be down double digits. Oh. And they might be lucky. I mean, the barn is just one of those places that's a tricky place for Indiana. It has been over the years, you know. Mm-hmm. Tough to win there, even though – it's not what you would call one of the best home court advantages in the Big Ten. You know, certainly not up there with Assembly Hall or the Breslin Center or uh, the Cole Center for Wisconsin or, yeah. you know, a couple other venues. But I feel like I've seen this exact same Indiana-Minnesota game about 15 times. <laughs> I, mean, I really do. Didn't the, uh, the Zeller-Oladipo team, didn't they lose up in, uh, in Minnesota they did. as well? Yeah, they did. It's whether Indiana is the number one team in the country or whether they're a team that's on the fringe of the top 25, it feels like that that place, the barn, is a tough place for them to get wins. So, yeah. Uh, they're down by one, 456 left to play here. You can get the Hoosiers right now, minus 135 on the money line. So they're still favored to win, as they should be. But uh, that number is definitely uh, much shorter than it was prior to tip-off. Where they were laying, uh, God, they were laying what? Was it 11? 11 and a half. 11 and a half is where they closed? Sheesh. Well, let's see. Yeah, if they can against a short handed Minnesota team uh, with seven scholarship players available. It's not what you want. You know, it's, it, it's funny, though. And I One mean, second look, on the shot clock. Yeah, yeah, it eventually got priced in, though, at 11 and a half. Uh, you know, Indiana's not ready to go beat a team by double digits on the road. They did it to Illinois, but not ready to necessarily lay that number as a. Uh, Minnesota going to get an opportunity for a heave. They just kind of threw that up <laughs> trying to draw the contact. Uh, come on. Even <laughs> even the idiot referees in the Big Ten won't fall for that. Do you, I know in the end they hit that rough patch earlier, but do you believe in them as a potentially dangerous team come March? I don't know. Honestly, I wish I had a yes or no answer. I mean, yeah. I'm always cynical just from a fan standpoint, but I think we look, all are about our team. Look, I mean, and, and everything, they're going to be a draw dependent team. Like, uh, you know, certainly the elite teams, I don't look at them, you know, whereas like they can get through any draw, even though I don't think that there's one clear dominant team in college basketball. So That's it, what will, I think too. it will depend on the draw. But look, you should be a team that should be a danger to win at least one or two games in the NCAA tournament with, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, you know, 
being uh-huh. a junior, but you know, his fourth year there, and you've got some seniors on this team. You got some talented young guys, but they're just inconsistent. They're like a lot of teams in college basketball where you never know what you're going to get night in, night out. But you know, I don't mind inconsistent with inconsistent, but has a high ceiling. Because mm-hmm. that was North Carolina last year. Yeah. Inconsistent, high ceiling, low floor. Like, I feel like Indiana, though, probably had too high of expectations because because they had the most back. There were some that predicted them to win uh, the Big Ten, and I certainly mm-hmm. thought they were a contender. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we saw Purdue maybe, you know, I didn't see Purdue, like, falling, but I didn't see them being this dominant no, yeah, this that is they have been in, in the Big Ten. But, look, this is what, this is what you're going to get out of a team that, you know, quite frankly, hasn't had a lot of sustained success as a – Trace Jackson Davis adds another block. By the way, he did break the all-time blocks record in the program tonight. Like, because when you have a guy like a Trace Jackson Davis, who one of the best players in the country, I think he got a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, it's not just a one-man game here, but he requires so much attention. All you just need is a couple guys to get hot. He's there. getting a lot of attention <laughs> as he's getting doubled, try to dribble through it, and then People's just turn the ball team. over. But I, I do think that the Hoosiers. I'm not saying that they're going to be North Carolina from last year or UCLA from two years ago, but maybe they can be a mini version of that and get to an elite eight. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out necessarily, even though some people probably think Hey, that's ridiculous. No, I mean, because who's good. Who can you rely on? Like there's not that even the teams that we think are good. Right. There's not a clear, there's not a clear like wagon. I think, uh, you know, when that, you know, like that Kentucky team that got beaten in the semifinals a few years ago, a Final Four weekend that was undefeated. Yeah, there's none of that going on. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's not a team like that like, out there. I'm looking at bracket matrix right now. Indiana is currently a seven seed. I could easily see them beating a two seed. They'll, they'll, <laughs> like, they'll, be, they'll be back maybe on the last four in line, though, if they lose this game. Because yeah. this is one of those games, and, and, you know, these are always the dangerous games as we're now getting in the end of January and then into February of where – you have games that can never help you, but they can hurt you, can kill you. if you lose. Yeah, like this you. Minnesota win, like this isn't going to ride. This isn't nothing. a quad one win or a net rate, high net rating or, you know, going to raise you in the Ken Palm or any of that stuff. But this is a game. These are the games you got to get through and somehow find a way. And Indiana down one here at the under four minute timeout. But I mean, also when you look at Indiana and what they were doing in conference play, I mean, a win at Xavier. And Xavier, that win has and that's like that's, that's like the gift that keeps on giving yes. for Indiana. But if you've shown me that you have that sort of ceiling, I, I keep that in mind come March mm-hmm. because just like right now, how things are going out, it's it's the kind of the dog days of the season here. We're getting yeah. the grind of it, but once you get to late February and early March, that's when North Carolina started to peak. That's when UCLA a couple of years ago started to peak there, and UCLA's was even more improbable coming from and, the first And this four. part of the schedule, too, it's also knowing when your schedule is going to get tougher. Like, you have this Minnesota game tonight. You get there, you're 5-4. and four. You're going to be favored on Saturday at home against an Ohio mm-hmm. State team that's got their backs against the wall and struggling. But then you kind of start to get some toughies. You got to go to Maryland, not an easy place to win, even though they've been pretty erratic. Then you get Purdue at home uh, for Saturday in February. Rematch with Rutgers, who's always a tough customer matchup there. I beat him at the rack earlier this season. Then back-to-back at Michigan at Northwestern. Schedule never really gets easy here. So this was this is the easiest game that you have left on the schedule. And you look at it, they're life and death to get out of Minneapolis tonight. Yeah. No, it's tonight it's not – 
it, it's not making what I'm saying look good <laughs> based on what's happening against a one-win team in the conference. But I do believe it's, that it's this college team basketball. Has, it's college it's just basketball. college basketball. It, it, like these Anarchy? Teams, it's just college basketball. Isn't that what our what so our guy our, says? It's what our guy says. <laughs> this is only January, folks. Yes. You know you don't want to take away too much from what you see in January. High ceiling teams are what you want to look for that are kind of longer shots on the board and we'll see that as we come up and turn the calendar to the, the month of february i should say coming up here in about a week or so but we'll be back with hour number three of east in live bet tonight after the break at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 